Hello and welcome to Digital Insights featuring topics from the BoagWorld.com blog. My name is Paul Boag and on this podcast I offer advice on user experience and digital transformation. Today I want to ask a question. Are we focusing too heavily on creating beautiful interfaces? I mean we're designers, which means we love to make things useful and the e-commerce websites that we build are no exception. But if we call ourselves user experience designers, we need to think beyond the edge of the screen. Have you ever wondered why some of the most successful e-commerce sites are just damn ugly? Think about it for a moment. eBay, Craigslist, Amazon, none of them are particularly attractive, are they? Not only that, they even seem to have some serious usability issues. Despite that, they're phenomenally successful. How can that be if what we do is just so important? The answer lies in the fact that a successful e-commerce business is about a lot more than just a beautiful interface. But don't misunderstand me. Good usability and a well-designed UI are incredibly valuable. However, they're not the whole story. That means if we're going to help our clients, we need to look beyond the design of the user interface. Fundamentally, this is the difference between UI designer and UX designer. The first focuses on the design of the interface, and the other looks more holistically at the whole experience. Both are absolutely critical roles, and neither is more important than the other. They're just different. So in this little podcast, I want to look at three areas of e-commerce that should you should be considering when you position yourself as a UX designer. Areas that a UI designer should consider outside of their responsibility, but areas that our clients desperately need help addressing. These are areas such as top-notch communication, removing risk, and offering an outstanding customer experience. So let's dive into those. Making a purchase decision involves asking many questions, doesn't it? Questions about everything from delivery to return policy or the physical dimensions of a product or its color. All of those things matter a lot. A well-designed website will address all of these issues, but users still often want to get in touch. They may wish to clarify something or have a question that's not on the site or just need some advice. Whatever the case, our clients need to be there for them. Unfortunately, all too often, e-commerce businesses fail at this kind of communication. The website receives all of the attention. So the question is, do you put as much time, money and thinking into other communication channels as you do into your clients' websites? If you're a UX designer, this is something you need to consider. For a start, do you help clients make it easy for customers to contact them or is their telephone number and email address hidden somewhere on the website? Alternatively, do you make the user jump through hoops before they can talk to a real human being? For example, I often see sites that first insist a user searches the knowledge base before they contact a person. Why? Next, how quickly does the client reply when somebody contacts them? How long does it they have to sit on hold before someone answers their call? Do they offer 24-7 support or are they only available during business hours? There's so many things like this. One of my pet peeves are live chat facilities that when used have nobody manning them. 
A UI designer would just add the feature because that's their job, but a UX designer will make sure the feature is either staffed or removed when unavailable. Then of course there's the kind of reply a user gets from a client. Too often companies try and save money by encouraging customer support staff to use canned responses. There's nothing wrong with these canned responses in theory, but often they don't answer the user's specific inquiry. Support staff should use CAM responses as a starting point. They shouldn't send them to the customer without first customizing them. There's so much more advice that we need to be offering clients about communication from how to respond to unhappy customers to how much they uh, should be spamming existing customers with promotional messages. But for now, it's enough to realize that we need to put as much effort into getting our clients' communications right as we do into improving their website. So let's turn our attention to another critical issue, that of reducing risk. Buying a product online can feel like a risky business, the peop and people hate taking risks. Is the site secure? Is the merchandise going to look like it does on the website? Have I made the right choice? Will the company sell my data? We can do our best to reassure customers through our design, but we shouldn't stop there. Once again, we should go beyond the user interface in our mission to encourage customers to buy. Take, for example, the e-commerce retailer Love Honey. Love Honey sells sex toys. An unusual choice is a case study, you might think. But think about it. If ever there was a company that needed to reassure its first-time buyers, it was this one. What if someone finds out what I'm buying? What if someone sees my credit card statement? What if the package splits on delivery? What if I don't like what I've bought? To a company targeting those who have never bought sex toys before, all of these things are huge issues. That's why Love Honey goes above and beyond to remove risk. They have a video describing how securely packed their products are. They make sure that the credit card statement is inconspicuous and they have a 365 day unconditional return policy. You can even return products you've used. Products that they obviously can't resell. But that's a price worth paying to make people feel comfortable. Sure, they'll get some return products, but the additional sales will more than make up for that. You could argue that Love Honey is in a somewhat unique situation, but many customers worry about making a purchase. That's why Zappos also offer an unconditional 365 day return policy on its shoes. But don't stop with return policies. Think about security too. Suggest to clients they guarantee any transaction that a user considers fraudulent to make them feel more comfortable parting with their credit card number. Perhaps you could promise never to email customers other than in regards to their transaction to reassure them that you won't spam them. My point is that we should be looking beyond the website to reassure users. We should be suggesting to clients that they consider changing the way they do business. Reassuring users in this way won't just encourage them to purchase, it will also delight them with the quality of the experience. Wilshire Farm Foods sell frozen ready meals to the elderly, but they faced a particular challenge. How do you persuade an older audience to buy their product rather than getting all their groceries, including their ready meals, delivered by one of the big supermarket chains? Instead of relying purely on a lavish website, they offered something the big supermarkets could not, a superior experience targeted at their specific audience. They knew their audience couldn't carry heavy baskets of groceries into the house, but they also knew that these people didn't want to let strangers into their house. That's why Wiltshire Farm Foods police checked all their delivery people. 
That makes their audience feel confident about allowing the staff into their home to put away their meals for them in the freezer, something they can't do themselves. That's something no supermarket could possibly offer because it would reduce the number of deliveries they could make and that would increase their pricing. Wiltshire Farm Foods have identified a real customer problem and went above and beyond to meet it, even if it ate into their profit margin. As a result, they have had phenomenal growth over the last decade. But Wiltshire Farm Foods are not alone. Delivery company DPD has added GPS to their delivery vans so that you can see exactly when your package will arrive. No more missing your package because you made the mistake of going to the toilet at the wrong moment. Then there's MailChimp, who've got a habit of sending out unsolicited gifts to existing customers. Not an incentive to new shoppers, but a thank you to existing ones. Of course, persuading clients to do this kind of thing isn't easy. They much prefer to throw money at their website rather than change the way they operate. If we want to claim to be user experience designers, we can't just stick to the areas of the experience that are easy. We need to break out of our comfort zones and start looking at the entire experience. After all, if it was easy, then everybody would be doing it. So the question is, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a user interface designer or are you going to push yourself and your clients to look beyond the edge of the screen?